0: Brave Stand up.
1: Stand up. Stand up. Let me know. Let me know. But you understand. Is there a heart, there there a heart, heart in, in the house? Is, is there, there a heart the in the house? You got to have love. You yeah. got to have love in your heart. Yeah.
0: My beginnings was intense. Who'd have thought I'd go legit? For sure. Yeah. We coming blacker than Black Panther too Nobody this thorough, that's the truth. Never go against the family, that's something you don't do. Don't get Eddie Kane trying to sing your way back in the group. Nah, stars in the ceiling, got sun in the building, rep that 718. It's hard to depart from that feeling, careful selling weight. The DA be watching who dealing, get yourself straight before they find that paraphernalia. For those who claim a hundred million on taxes, beautiful actresses. Street dudes who turn activists who used to move packages. No nine still here to remove the wall that i back against. Legitimize all your hustles before. The gavel hit. It takes
2: more than life. We're gonna let this ride.
0: Waking up early to face the moment to it. Should I save it or blow it? I mean, it's only some paper. None of my neighbors who knows either The is owner, some acres to be. The greatest is lonely, but it chose me. I take it, whatever the case may be. I'm out of space OD. NASA without the A at the end. Take off 4 3. What's the cost of a CD?
2: Of course I had to start this pod with the album with my man Nas on this latest drop, King's Disease The song title being legit And honestly, I couldn't think of a better title of, of this track And actually the album and song to introduce this particular podcast Because not only was this sequel unquestionably legit But it did not avoid to address the absence of its biggest star, Chadwick Boseman, who passed away due to cancer. Our king, and just like in a movie, he perished due to a disease. Now, of course, they did not address what exactly happened. But in reality, the important function of the movie was not the death of Chadwick, but how does the world react to his passing? And more importantly, the disease of grief, anger, resentment, and the lack of honorable purpose. These are the big themes that resonates the most In this big long comic book film It does a unique thing by linking two cultures That seemingly have nothing in common Into an intracultural conflict But we'll get into that But first Did you know that the Portuguese literally invented race And racism And the concept of black and white people You're like what are you talking about Kamara Yes the first racist document ever written was by a Portuguese chronicler named Gomes Zuhura in 1444. He was the first known person to refer to people from Africa as quote unquote Negros. In his work, The Chronicle of the Remarkable Feats During the Conquest of Guinea, he was the first to describe humans as black and white and justify slavery on the basis of membership to either group. Zuhura was commissioned by King Alfonso to create a document to justify the enslavement of Negros in 1452. Pope Nicholas V was granted to the king of Portugal The authority to subjugate the shotgun pagans And all enemies of Christianity Very important thing Because he was permitted permitted by the papal To claim all lands belonging to the aforementioned people In the name of God And the inhabitants of those places Were subject to perpetual servitude Now, the Catholic Church uh, bankrolled all this and gave divine endorsement to start the race-based slave trade in the 15th century to Portugal first, and the justification to the Pope used to write the papal was written by the chronic, royal chronicler, as I mentioned before, Zahora, on the behalf of the King of Portugal. The Spanish, by way of the Catholic influence, started their slave trade after the Portuguese, and with the English not willing to miss out on such a booming golden opportunity enterprise, followed right behind the Spanish. Pretty much, the Spanish and English just copied and pasted the Portuguese, and voila, racism and was invented along with the transatlantic slave trade. Now, Christianity, of course, being a huge motivator to enslave black people, it is how the enslaver rationalized enslaving people that they actually were—they were fully human. The only logic was that any amount of physical suffering was worth it if the soul could be saved. In fact, there are chronicled on Prince Henry. In 1444, in the arrival of 235 African slaves at the Port of Lagos, he said that he had no other pleasure than in thinking that these lost souls would now be saved, So the religious justification for the enslavement of non-white people came first. Then the Portuguese switched it from primarily religious to this newly created thing called race when the slave trade began become exclusively African. A justification was needed to keep someone, in, someone enslaved perpetually long after became a Christian And race was the perfect solution You could fix not being Christian But you couldn't fix being a negro Now where the U.S. and American come in Is that in around 1600s The concept of race is fully fleshed out As a concept thanks to the Portuguese and Spanish The American colonists obviously spent a century Preparing to become the first sovereign nation To be founded on the de jure racist country of course the purpose of justification focused primarily on using faith and religion as the anchor of their hatred With the English importing their language and religion on the African people And the Spanish doing the same with the Mayans, Aztecs and other indigenous people And this is the genius of Ryan Kugler. He weaved the commonality of race, subjugation even faith as a template between a Mayan Mesoamerican culture and African culture The movie was a dialogue on colonialism Wrapped in this sweet digestible bubble of comic book fantasy We walked away with this beautiful send-off of Chadwick And a real evaluation of what the true, legit King's disease was Western colonization and white supremacy And honestly, in today's world, especially in America Where history, real history is being erased from our classrooms I couldn't think of a better movie To put this right in our face, especially in pop culture But before we get into that, welcome to Unculture Bias Podcast My name is Kamara Williams, I am your host We say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion And after all, culture is just another way to say discovered We are are cultured, we are biased, and we are black So, this is a special, special pod Because honestly, I said I'm retired, I'm still kind of retired But I felt like I had to get one out And the only person I felt like I could do it with who's a big, big fan uh, of my whole spiel, is my boy, Rob. You with me?
3: With you. I'm with you. What's good, brother?
2: What's good, man? What'd you think about that opening?
3: Very good. Very um insightful. Yeah, uh, Didn't realize that the Portuguese, and I guess that was considered the Spaniards at the time, originated the terms of classification of negros negros <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah very very well 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 uh researched and i expect nothing less from you
2: well man you know i've had months not doing anything so you know <laughs> so you know you know i had all this energy um uh, to kind of put out there you know um but yeah i thought like you know, and obviously, you know Portuguese and Spanish are you know they share the same Latin commonality as far as language <laughs> basis. but obviously, um, the idea that colonization is often um, put onto white, quote unquote, white white cultures. You know, we think well, we think English and French and all that, but reality is that I loved how this movie put at the forefront. Well, no Spanish was actually a very prominent role in colonization and you know obviously slave slavery and um and it made you question and it was actually we'll get into that how there is a kind of conversation now happening with intro within the latin community about language and, and heritage you know and we'll talk about that but um but yeah man i i i uh I absolutely absolutely was a fan of what happened And you know I just want to tell you about I don't know what Rob's thoughts were in the movie Because we we were going to talk And I said you know what Let's just go ahead and put it on wax So I don't know what your thoughts are And before I get on your thoughts I just want you to know something okay All right, Ryan Coogler Tom Hanks Kamara Williams What do you think these three people have in common
3: very confident individuals in themselves.
2: Yes. But also (laughs) we're Sacramento state Hornet alumni.
3: Well, look at that.
2: Yes. And I know you're saying two, one of those three does not add up to the other ones. And I understand what you're thinking. Yes, Tom Hanks is white, but <laughs> we're all great, though. <laughs> we're all great. That's exactly what you think. You're saying what is you know two of those things are you know make sense, but the other one, and I know what you're you know you're, obviously we're all legends in our own world. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I mean, we've given you the presence, the blessing of our presence. So you should you should thank Sacramento State for giving you the ten and O Sacramento State. By the way.
3: Uh oh, that's an Sacramento
2: State, by the way. So yes,
3: yes. So go ahead and thank, shout out thank, to Sac State. Yes. shout out to Sac State, holding it down,
2: holding it down, giving y'all culture. Y'all didn't even y'all didn't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, man. Um, yeah, I'm gonna hear your thoughts, bro. On like, I give you a floor because I did a lot of talking first ten minutes yeah. of this yeah. pod. I just want to hear like, and we'll get into like more specifics on the movie, but I just want to hear exactly what you're. If you like the movie, da, 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 and everything. Okay.
3: Definitely. Definitely. Um, I saw the movie yesterday with my family, yeah. uh, with my wife and my son and all I've done, I haven't even posted anything to social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, ex- with the exception of one story where I just posted the flyer to the movie. And I said, outstanding film. Oscar worthy
1: mm.
2: I didn't even see that
3: for yep, just posted last night. okay for this quote unquote comic book film mm-hmm. to possess what I think and what I've understood to be the criteria for a Oscar worthy film
1: mm.
3: the emotion. okay. The high-level acting, okay. The storyline, and enrich within that storyline, how it aligns to American culture, mm-hmm. to history, to just overall world culture, even depending on the film. Mm. And then, how much does it draw you in to the story, the story itself? Mm. And we'll get into it, but Wakanda Forever checked every box for wow. to be considered an Oscar winning film. Right. I don't care that it's a comic book movie. Right. I sat there and watched that movie. The fact that you had fictional characters was almost an afterthought.
2: Every movie is a me. fictional character. Pretty much. Every movie. Unless you're talking about a documentary. Even those are like you know based based on a true story but not even
3: real exactly right exactly exactly um there were so many truths and analogies to real life Mm. into what we're experiencing in our culture today Mm -hmm. and and to be able to see three different indigenous people yeah the African culture, the uh, Latin Mexican culture, and even American culture mm. as well.
2: And let's uh, don't forget Haiti.
3: And Haiti, yes, yeah. thank you, yeah. thank you. We're and we had the Haitian. We'll get into like why that was really.
2: Uh, that was a really beautiful thing. I, I want to. We'll get into that, but go ahead. We'll definitely yeah. get
3: to that. I thought that was a very nicely done. Very nicely done. So, <laughs> the acting. <laughs> Angela Bassett. Yeah. Lupita Nuongo. Yeah. Letitia Wright. Yeah. Um t- t- Help me pronounce his name. Teno. Teno Huertas.
2: Tenos huerta. I, you know, I'm not.
3: Huerta. I don't know, man. It, it, neymar. <laughs> neymar, <laughs> neymar. Neymar. You, neymar. You, you, neymar. Neymar, you did your thing too, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. He carried. My Latin brother, you did it too. Yeah. You, you held it down. I, I. Truly, am glad that spoiler alert. Listen, if you if if you haven't watched the film, cut it off right now because we're about to spoil spoil the heck out of this movie. Yeah. I'm truly glad that they did not kill him off, and he's going to be back in future in future films mm-hmm. because he is a character that I want to see more of yeah. as well.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. So overall, yes, Oscar Oscar worthy. I would be very disappointed if I do not see multiple. Nominations for this "quote-unquote" comic book film to not be considered for best film, best actor,
1: yeah.
3: best actress, best supporting actress, and then on top of that, costume. Design, we have listen everything, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the visuals, the visuals of the film, the score of yeah. the film, yeah. It's beautiful. It should check every box. Check uh, all of them should be nominated, and I at least just want to see at least three to four wins out of all those nominations as well.
2: Listen, that movie, I I saw it twice. Mm-hmm. I didn't intend on seeing it twice. I intend on seeing it once, and uh, you know I went to. Those who may or may not saw, I, I was was able to, along with my good friend, um, Alicia, we our firms respectively paid for over like two hundred and forty one people. Over two hundred kids. There you go. You know, go see that movie. And I will tell you, as a side placement, I think the most beautiful thing that happened, there was a moment. Um, this has nothing to do with the movie. But the most the most beautiful moment I had was before the movie, there was a kid came in And he took his like couple dollars to to the concession stand. And um, he was like, you know, very like, I want to get some candy and stuff. And the lady said, no, no, everything's paid for. And he's like, for real? (laughs) You know, and I just sat there and I just kind of like, and that to me was the joy of seeing that was the coolest thing. And because I wanted to, I wanted that experience of seeing black children having excess, living in excess, you know, and not living in scarcity, you know, and the beauty of of like saying like everything's taken care of, everything you got, just enjoy it. Enjoy the experience, you know, it's taken care of. And I think there's a powerfulness, a powerful moment that I hope grabs onto, if not that child, somebody in that audience where like, you know, I want to do the same thing. You know, and they look, there are some black superheroes in your own community that are willing to do the same thing. And I'm glad they it with a black person that did this. So that was that was that. But as far as the movie was concerned, the thing about seeing with 200 kids. Is that you saw a movie with 200 kids. <laughs> so I needed, to,
3: <laughs> I needed to see it again. Kids, kids will still be kids. Yeah, yeah. And
2: so you needed I needed to see it again to really sit with the movie. Right, um, Because I know like, there were some parts I'm like, I wanted to sit with. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I ended up seeing it again that night. And that's how poignant it was for me. And... Um,
3: Real quick, before yeah. you turn this, make this turn right here. Yeah. Um, I want to applaud you and your colleagues yeah. for providing that experience no for those children. Like you said to be able for those children to see those that look like them. Yeah. Buy out a movie theater. Yeah. Purchase the popcorn and drinks for them. Candy and allow them to have exclusive access. Yeah. to a film of their choice. Yeah. Don't understate that.
2: I appreciate that.
3: I That's a that's a great great service i know y'all, y'all did it for black panther one yeah. um you did it for give me the other film that your your team I, did I, it with well i did it for
2: Wrinkling time as well for like Disney wrinkle for girls. In time yeah yeah yeah
3: yes um it, and it's an experience i want everyone listening to this to think back to when you were a child um regardless of what your upbringing was and think back to how that would have felt if you know these black professionals came over and said, I got you. Yeah, Enjoy it. It's on me.
2: It's on me. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And all I ask is that you pay it forward when you, when you read, when you get to that level yourself. Yeah.
2: Honestly, I I appreciate that. I just want to say that it was, I'm more or less honored that life has given me the opportunity to do something like that. You know what I mean? I'm humbled by it, you know? And so like, I'm disappreci- I'm really just in an appreciative moment that I was able to do something or be a part of something like that rather and so I appreciate that thank you and I appreciate your comment i appreciate the moment i appreciate you know God and appreciate everybody man I appreciate the children the community come out i'm just i'm I'm in an abundance of appreciation and um but yeah man so you know with that being said man let's attack- let's tackle some yeah some moments in the film i i want to start off with um the idea of grief and faith. Okay. Okay. So obviously we know that going into the film was going to be an emotional venture with Chadwick not being there and how are they going to tackle that?
3: Yeah, it's the number it was the number one question on everyone's mind yeah. going into the movie theater. Not the the kind of cat was already out of the bag that Sure, he mm-hmm. was going to eventually be Black Panther. They kind of let that cat out the bag with the yeah. preview yeah. and everything. Um, but the number one question on everyone's mind was, how are we going to address the passing of T'Challa mm-hmm. in Chatwick with Bozeman? How are we going to honor him?
1: Yeah.
3: How are we going to um, provide this comfort to you yeah. through film? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's honestly, man, I felt like you can look at this and you take a you step away. Take away from that. It's a comic book movie. Shuri's grief <clears throat> was very resembled to how people deal with grief of losing someone. And I would tell you, and if it's not apparent, let me just walk it through. There's an avoidance, right? People bury themselves in things that. You know are important but they don't hold the same importance Of actually grieving And not wanting to really Address the process Like so they push back away from the table A lot Burying yourself in work or in activities Losing faith Is a a reason why she The first Before it was black And you hear her praying to her deity God Give me the strength and the guidance To save my brother Right, right. Her brother passed away, and what happened? What just like in life, what happens when people unexpectedly you lose somebody so quickly? Because we we put our faith and favor into this thing of, called religion, and then when it's taken away, the person, the, mo- the, the your core is taken away. As is normal, we push away from the faith, the thing that we were hoping was going to get provide a divine inter- intervention in the. in the tragedy that ended up taking place.
3: Because we feel like it let us down. Let us down. Yeah. We've been taught and we've been trained that from our elders, hey, pray on it. Right. Have faith in it. Mm -hmm. Everything will work out. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. And when something you love, someone you love has been taken from you and you relied on your faith to keep them there. Mm-hmm. And you just knew, because you always said miracles happen and you just knew this is my time for a miracle. My miracle is, our miracle is about to happen now. Right. I'm going to save you. She's in that, she's in there, just working, working away in her laboratory, trying the hardest to recreate the herb that, that gave them their strength and everything. And before she could even finish the task, her mother walks into her laboratory
2: and tells her chadwick has gone. Yeah, or
3: and she
1: T'challa. knew immediately.
3: T'challa. Yeah, to, that Chatafik is gone. She knew it as soon as she walked into the laboratory, and it just strips away that that faith, that that guidance. Yeah, that you rely so heavily on. And so, what was first thing you do? I don't need you. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I'll do this myself.
2: Or I can find something better. There's something (laughs) better. It's not real. This thing is not real. And we'll go back into like, we'll talk about that in specific moments in the film where, you know, it was her challenge was that she didn't believe in it because the thing it, when it was time for it to actually be activated, the the religion, the the deity, the power that her culture surrounds itself on, it never showed up to her. And that's a very real human experience, and I want to like again Ryan Coogler. The way he wrote that was so powerful and so real. You know that I was like, man, okay, I was dialed in at that point because I saw it. Right, I saw where I was like, this right. is great. That is a that is great
3: writing. Those opening scenes, and then we go into the home going. Um, yeah. Service and, and um uh rituals yeah that they had in in their culture, they dress in white. Yeah. Cause it's a celebration of life.
2: And it was it it was supposed to be a send off for us for Chadwick.
3: Yeah. Like yeah, I know this is yeah. for
2: Chitala, but it was a send off
3: for us. It really was.
2: You know what I mean? Like we, we were able to say goodbye to him. You know, in the way we wanted to celebrate him and uplift him, you know, and then Marvel doing the twenty-four second silent
3: shot clock with the—I was just about to say, yeah, list. Oh gosh, wait, it was actually twenty-four seconds. I don't know. I'm just it, you know, but okay, because yeah. if it was that man,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> that that opening silent moment, yeah, and in in my theater, everyone respected it, yeah. In um, the theater, in the show that I went to, everybody respected that silent moment. There was not a peep. You could hear a popcorn kernel crunch yeah. in that movie theater. Yeah. And you couldn't help but to get emotional. Yeah. And then they will get to it. But then they threw a little bit more at the end. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah.
2: They started the movie with an emotional, <laughs> emotional gravitational pull. And then they
3: ended it, right?
2: The anchor. And they right. have to remind us why we're here and again it's the send off. So then we transition. It gets the movie gets really start. After these emotional moments, right? The movie gets right into the meat of what's what's really happening in this world. And honestly, Rob, like I know it was a long movie, but it didn't feel like a long movie. Because it felt like it flowed really, really well. Like from that after the we had the we had the Poignant moment of Chadwick or T'Challa slash to be, you know, uh, um, sending sent off. It like it gets started about what the real conflict is, what's what's really happening, and I don't know if it was you caught it, but it the theme was so apparent that it was white supremacy and colonialism was the main objective in this entire yep. film, and to the point where it's such an engulfing premise. That as again, you know, art dictates, imitates life That it caused two people, two, you know, sections of color To attack each other Because of the fear or the governance of colonialism and white supremacy That's the, That was the overarching, like again Like you think about like what happens in the real world You have two things, two factions attacking each other of color Going at each other because of this overarching thing of, of, above them of colonialism and white supremacy like it was like here we are again you know
3: these two cultures are fighting each other attacking each other while the white supremacist supremacists are just sitting back and watching
2: you're right trying to, and just observing right. observing and right
3: strategically waiting to strike yeah on their own right and just wanting allowing and us wanting to, to draw to out to the beat resources
2: yeah, and wanting to yep. draw out the resources, you know, right? And I would again, I call, I said this in my opening, the disease of white supremacy, because you had, um, Neymar, become the very thing that he was fighting against.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? He became this thing that he was that he was angry against, and he was preparing. He, you know, his objective. As you come to find out, it was really wasn't even... As, and we're getting to spoiler mo- spoilers here. Obviously, you shouldn't be listening oh, to this podcast yeah. if you're going to... Don't
3: listen if you... Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> but you, you... You know, his objective really wasn't even a scientist. You kind of find out, like, she was just say She was just a plot armor. And we. I, I have my, you know, things with Riri Williams and her placement in the film. But she was a plot armor to really, for me, for my real objective... Was to I just want to wage war on, on the surface, and I've been preparing this for the last five hundred something years, you know. And <laughs> so the very thing that caused him to adopt his name was what he was going to do, you know, to the surface yeah. world. And it's like, it's like, do you hear yourself? No, but you don't. But because you're so, the disease of this supremacy is what has infected your outlook on the world and on people and on humanity. And he couldn't right. see that he couldn't see them. He couldn't see pockets of human and love, and and, and But he only can see them in one
3: large scope,
2: which is exactly the thing and, that happened to his culture.
3: And in, in his mind, he was doing Wakanda a favor. He was, yeah. In his mind, when he's talking with Shuri, and he's like, "Hey, I got the Id- perfect idea. Mm-hmm. Let's come together mm-hmm. and let's take out." The 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 masters. Yeah, let's take out the slave masters, and and I'm giving you a a, a, a once in a lifetime deal. Yeah, you can't. This is, you can't say no.
2: Yeah, this is this is the this is the great this is great thing. It's a win win, baby. It's a win win. Yeah, you know. Here we go. In fact, let's back up before we even get to Sherry, when he approaches them. As I thought, this was a really. And I, again, watching this, he approaches them out of the river. Mm-hmm. Right, Romanda and Sherry and first he's remarking remark, remark remarking on this air is pristine, the water is clean, and he's yeah. like he looks at them. He's like, why would you want to introduce? Why would you want the world to infect this? I said, mm-hmm. like, I've never been to a space like this. this. Is like, like he 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 asked a question. I don't, I was like almost confused. Like, why would you? invite the world into something like this and infect this beautiful thing that you have because remember it was T'Challa who opened the world up to Wakanda Wakanda Yeah opened Wakanda up to the world and you know I remember Ryan Coogler said that was actually going to be the one of the basis of the movie of the you know the tug of war the external and internal tug of war in the internal of T'Challa making this decision and his elder council not really being on board with them opening up the world. Right. And then the external of Neymar coming in and also putting pressure on like, why would you do that? Like you've exposed right. you've you've exposed all of us, you know, to this thing because of your own decisions. And so it was kind of a kind of brilliant nod if you were paying attention and understood what where the story originated. So like what the original purpose of that, of Black Panther 2 was going to be, it was going to be intra-political thriller. What Ryan Coogler <laughs> said, he said this back in 2019. um, And, you know, again, I'm a nerd, so I kind of knew this stuff already. So when he did, I was like, oh, okay, here's the, here's the pockets of what he was going to bring into that first film. Go he
3: yeah. stuck to the foundation, even without Chadwick. He stuck, stuck. to the foundation yeah. of what he wanted this film to be based on.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, you know, he he. So you had ne- Neymar, really kind of like because of your decision. We are now. I have to. I have to act. You know, mm-hmm. because they're they're looking for vibranium. You know, right. looking for the thing that makes us unique, and that, that was also a beautiful thing. Like the origin stories of Wakanda and Telicon, it are so are Alon- aligned and come from the same space. Yeah, you know, and it was yep. the same way each of their deities, you know, navigated them towards this this um, infected vegetation, whether it was under the water or for Black Panther. I mean, Wakandans, it was a an herb in the in a forest. You know what I mean? Mm. Like all of it was in was similar into their origin story. You know?
3: I thought that was a great tie-in by Ryan Kugler. Yeah. Because in the first film you had Killmonger burn off mm. all the um herbal plants yeah. that provided that essence to to become Black Panther and you start off the film shuri's doing everything in her mind to try to recreate that herb yeah. and try to recreate that essence yeah. and here we are a kindred um Culture. race yeah that had it all along yeah and was and was born from it born just from it. like you were
1: yeah yeah I, I thought
2: that was I thought that was ingen, ingenious, and it, you know, there was a lot of imagery that was like I thought it was was powerful from that. One of them being that we all share a common. What I what it, what I got from that is yeah, things we might be different, but there's a commonality in our cultural aspects that we should exactly. always look to, look towards. And I thought that was a, again it, Ryan Coogler excelled in the unspoken. You know what I mean? Definitely. It was in the unspoken, Definitely. in which this film really held its best moments, and I think that was something that I loved. Go ahead.
3: Let's. Um, I want to jump back to the uh one of the early scenes with Queen Rwanda Ramonda. and the uh and the um the World Trade, uh, not the World oh, yeah, Union
2: uh, Count Union Council.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So while she's. She's dealing with all of these countries trying to take Wakanda resources and steal Wakanda resources and call themselves at face smiling. Allies, calling themselves allies. And and calling themselves allies on the surface. Yeah. Meanwhile, they doing their dirt behind the scenes. Right. And she was right there. She didn't fall for it. No, she was right there with it, called them out on it. Yeah, and lo and behold, oh, oh, good old France was out here being shady and trying to steal the, uh, trying to steal um vibranium right from under Wakanda's nose.
2: So, but you know, I wanna, I wanna, I was gonna address this later on in the pod, but I kind of let's just get right to it. Let's go. I. I thought that was really what they the again the unspoken. Again, Ryan Cooker doesn't waste mo- moments in this film. There's a reason why he highlighted France, right? In mm-hmm. French, French language and he, and and then tying it and then you know he had, um, you know, uh, 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 Letitia not Tiche, uh um Lupita, Lupita in Haiti. Again, yep. a f- former French. You know, province that you know took their land back and took their took their their uh, um freed themselves from French oppression, right? Mm-hmm. And because oftentimes we think again of colonialism through the prism of English sett- settlement, you know, but showing that there's all forms, all different placements of white supremacy, and here's one of the form of you know you have France who is particularly trying to go underhanded and trying to take a resource that doesn't really belong to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I applauded him in that tie in. And we and really just the African diaspora of tying in African American, Haiti and Africa into one sto- in one co- coalesced storyline storyline. I thought that was really beautiful.
3: Um couldn't agree more. Uh so in and I applaud the boldness uh, of Ryan. So many other directors would have made up fictional countries.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't would have it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Put a fictional country in there. Yeah. You know, let you assume who they may be.
1: Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. I'm
3: gonna put it right on, I'm gonna put it on Front Street. Right. Yeah. France, US,
1: yeah,
3: all you other nations yeah. trying to take advantage. Of of lesser developed um of lesser developed nations
1: yeah yeah
2: um and I so I again the ideal of African diaspora being a centerpiece of uh Ryan Coogler um film I, I I thought was beautiful he started it off in Black Panther one with Chadwick saying we're going to expand ourselves outside of Wakanda mm-hmm. and you know go into different sectors of the African American Community. And even now, you saw the extent of that where they had outposts in Mali, you know what I mean? And different, spe- you know, so they've now, Wakanda has now taken a foothold in different specters of the world that previously they just kind of kept to themselves. And, right. you know, whereas in, you know, um, Neymar's people, they've lit- literally kept to themselves. Literally. And, you know they've never expanded themselves. They never, and they never want to. Until now, they're mm-hmm. ready to. You know what I mean? But they're not ready to show the world their beauty. They're ready to show the world their might. You know. Right. And I, I right. again, this is where the disease of supremacy, um, happens. So let's get into other scenes here in in okay. the movie that you thought. Like, what were some other scenes, man, that you were like, man, like we can go through chronologically, or you want to jump around? What's some, what are some other scenes that really like were poignant to
3: you? So, all right. So now we we've done the world nation scene, yeah. the introduction of Namor as he approached um, the Queen and Shuri, and then after that, now okay, them trying to retrieve Riri mm. from um, MIT. Mm. So, how did you feel about the introduction? Of Riri Williams, later known as Ironheart, and so how did how did you feel about her role in this film?
2: Okay, so I'm gonna be re- completely honest. Mm-hmm. Really wasn't a big fan of her. Her, I thought she was convenient plot point. I I don't think she really added much anything. I think she was just designed to give Marvel an avenue of another franchise to start. Yeah, you know what I mean, like and i and i understand her placement it she was designed to give uh, shuri a moral compass yeah you know what i mean and so like i understand it as far as the character i don't think she really added too much to the plot i mean outside some funny lines here you know but she was designed to give shuri something to see herself in and, right. and to be protective over you know because at this point she wasn't protective of, she was protecting Wakanda, but she wasn't. She kind of was. It was kind of like a um, arms length distance. It was very sterile in her in her affiliation and love of. And she still loved the country, but she was kind of just hand, like not really in emotionally involved. And I think this was the first time she became emotionally involved.
3: Understood. Yep. I respect that. I respect that viewpoint. Um, I thought it was interesting how they aligned her with the main plot of the story
1: yeah. because
3: I knew that she was going to be in it. And if you're a comic book fan, you know, the story of Riri and um, later becoming Ironheart yeah. um, because she's a young genius, young black genius. right? Uh, and a uh, side note, did you catch the line when Shuri called Riri young black and gifted
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Echoing
3: Chadwick's acceptance speech when he said, "We're young, we're black, and we're gifted."
2: Oh, I didn't even catch that. I just thought about Nina Simone. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, young gifted. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about Nina Simone to be young, gifted, and black.
3: Yeah. yeah, same thing. And I'm sure, and I'm sure that Chadwick was inspired from Nina Simone. Simone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in turn. Ryan implemented it into the film. Just another brilliant little tidbit that Ryan um, provided to the film. Mm. So with RiRi, um, it was a good introduction to a character that for those that are not comic book fans to really understand and see, oh, who is this young black lady, young black girl, college um, at MIT. right? Clearly, she's a, a, a technological genius. Right. Um, but how does she fit into this whole world right. that we're about to see? Right. So I thought it was a good soft introduction. Right. For her, yeah. um, for those that don't know, she's going to get a spinoff miniseries yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's called Iron. And Heart. so
3: it's yeah. a good setup. And nice it's put, little setup. And it's going
2: to be actually directly. It's not going to. I don't think any time is going to pass. I think she's going to. I think maybe a couple moments, a couple months, I don't know, but they're going to go right from that, her experience in Wakanda forever to her own miniseries on Disney Plus. So, right.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep. She's going to go back home to Chicago, um, back to MIT, in Boston. And, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to see that uh, in this, in her own series. Um, but I thought that she was a good side, you know, side character, but I found it interesting how they intertwined her into the main plot because she was the focus of what brought wakanda and uh telecon telecon together um was okay namor's like who is this scientist right i need to get at this scientist because she almost f everything up she she
2: bringing too much heat on us She's she bringing
3: too much heat in the city. Too much heat on us, <laughs> bro. We,
2: you know, what I'm saying we were chilling, and now she she created this thing device that you know it got people on our on our doorstep. You know, so.
3: And what was really interesting to me in a film that was extremely detailed, mm-hmm. the one detail they omitted was who Riri's professor was. Yeah. And who, how did they get a hold? Why did they request her to build the machine right. so they could sell it to the U.S. government?
2: So I think there was a whole thing. Um, I There was a... going didn't get into the rumor here. You know the rumor I'm going to get into? Dr. Doom? Yeah. There was a whole yeah. rumor that they initially... There was a second after-credit scene. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be... It was going to introduce Doctor Doom as the person who was kind of like manipulating everything behind pulling the, the strings pulling behind the, strings. the scenes, and he yep. was the one who told the professor about um, the particular uh, about uh, uh, trying to get the professor to build the thing, and then um, also uh, Akuma Atuna, Atuna. He was also in re- conversations with Atuma who also was trying. Was trying to help push Navigate this war Of trying to get Na- mm-hmm. Neymar So there was a whole thing I think they dropped it And they just wanted to Because the story was already a big story And I think right. they were like "We're just You're doing too much now You know And so I think right. they just like Let's just kind of cut that And let's just focus Let's just streamline Streamline it More than what, what it already was um, If I had if We're going to get into some criticism One One criticism I had with the film was I don't think they spent enough time with what grief looks like for everybody who had a connection with T'Challa.
1: <clears throat> I okay, explain.
2: You know, um, Okoye—that's her best friend. What does grief look right. like to her? You know what I mean? Losing her best friend and her king. You know what I mean? I don't. We we didn't get to sit with that. Like, what does that? Look? We can assume, but right. like, what is what does that grief look? What does you know? Um, grief looked like for Umbaku to lose a you know a colleague and a someone who see, a colleague and and, and so what he sees as a, a peer, a peer. Uh, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And what is that? And then someone who had his relationship, like he mentioned, like your brother told me to say, like, what is that? How does he? How is he handling that grief? And even right. with you know, because it was very much centered on Sherry's grief. But like and we understood the grief of right. her mother
3: and, and queen and, and and the mother's grief. And it mother, was centered on.
2: Well, Sherry was the main plot point of the grief. Of course. But even like what does it look like for the mother? And she talked to, she had a, a powerful scene. But like, what does it look like for her to have lost her husband and then very shortly after then losing her son? All the men in her life are gone. Like, what well, does that, that look like?
3: That emotion for her was shown in that thro- in that, that scene throne, in the, the throne, throne room when she yeah. fired a Koye.
2: Yeah. I and but you know what? I just I guess and it's a comic book movie, but it, I would have loved it just a, a, a moment, a quiet moment. It didn't have to be explosive moments like that, but like yeah. a quiet moment. Like I've lost, you know, and that yes, yeah, it was displayed in that throne room, but like maybe in a quiet conversation, like all the men in my life are gone. All the men, so you're
3: the- saying maybe like if she was so because we never got a scene, I don't think, where the queen was by herself and you just saw her reflective with her thoughts. Like, is I'm, that kind of what you were looking for?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Definitely with Okoye, though, I definitely wanted them uh, like a what does it look like? You lost your best friend because she said that was her best friend. She lost her now, best friend, and I'm me being nick picky, that's me being nick picky, and right. I, I understand that. I understand that. And it's a two-hour and 41-minute movie. You can't make it into that a three. That would
3: hit three hours. That would have hit three, if yeah. we inc- And that's my thing. Yeah. If we include how her grief and if we include M'Baku's grief and how he's dealing with it, yeah. and if we go deeper into um, Nakia's grief, then we're really, really getting into, like, Three plus hours worth of movie, right?
2: Now. Right. Yeah, and it now becomes into a movie of just grief. It's not a comedy mm-hmm. movie, and I get right. it. I get it. Like they probably there's some scenes that had a cut, some moments that had a cut, and that it, it you almost had to read between the lines of, you know, what I mean, of what they each person was experiencing. Nakia was experiencing her grief. That's why she had to move away. You know, she had yeah. a moment with Okoye like you know, I he was my everything. You know what I mean? So she talks. She, so, so even Nakia had a moment, like. What did, to lose somebody who I'm an intimate with? You know what I mean. What does mm-hmm. that look like? And obviously, we come to find out that they share a child. You know what I mean, right? And so, you know, I I don't know. I'm just be, that's me being nitpicky, though.
3: Yeah, and honestly, I would not be surprised if those scenes are on the cutting room floor somewhere.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. You have Okoye describing, yeah, describing. Yeah, describing like he just wasn't a king to me. He was my best friend. He was a yeah. he was a confidant. You know what I mean?
3: You know what? Funny thing. So when we were leaving the movie theater, you know, I was kind of asking my wife and my son what what they thought about it. Yeah. And one thing that I observed with it being a two hour and 40 minute movie, I think that Kevin Feige and Marvel out of respect gave Ryan a lot of wiggle room. I think like, yeah, we just nitpicked there. But yeah. he deep dove into a lot of emotion and a lot of characters yeah. throughout the film. Yeah. Um. Honestly, there wasn't that much action it into it, and that's actually it was criticism. more of a drama. That's than the, an action. And that was to a, me.
2: That was a criticism that you see some people saying, uh oh, this movie, it just didn't do it for me. It was mm-hmm. there's not enough action, and you know." I get it right I understand it but I felt like what did you expect about a film dealing with grief yeah you know what I mean like you I just think it, it just would have it wouldn't have served it properly and then you know there's some people like why did not they have a a, a a post-credit scene well you know Ryan Cook said I think it would have been to, to go from that first post-credit scene where you know you know, we can talk about that Like the beautiful moment right. Or we can talk about that in a moment Like you know how You know them discovering um, Or Shuri having that That discovery about her brother And he said And then to follow it up with some You know You know Comic booky moment Of like to You know that To tie in all the Marvel Cinematic Universe He said I just It didn't feel The gravitational pull of that moment Didn't feel right And I just right. said We just needed to I think we needed to sit with that Let's sit with it for a moment you know, there's going right. to be plenty of time to tell another story. But this story, let's book that a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um definitely. So, let's let's talk about the the action, like the best action scene in the movie for me. I know what I know what I think the best action scene was.
3: The uh scene on the bridge. The scene on the bridge.
2: That's the crown yeah. jewel
3: action scene. Yeah. That I love that scene because one you have Okoye who she goes to America. Um, the queen warns her, like, mm-hmm. like, be careful. Shuri is all I have left. Mm-hmm. Please protect my daughter. Y'all be extra careful. Do you need more people to come with you? I can you can send more of the Dora Milaje with you. No. And Okoye, you know, in her arrogance, in mm-hmm. a sense, yeah. said, No, nah, I, I got this. It's America. Can do, yeah, exactly yeah. I can do this. With my eyes closed. We can do that's exactly what she said. I can do this with my eyes closed. And then she encounters the uh, te- telecon people, Yeah. and <laughs> they are nothing to scoff at. No, like she kind—they kind of hand—they they, they handed to her.
2: Well, they give her a run for her money, and she was still handling yeah. business though.
3: Now yeah. she was handling she was still cheap. holding it down once she once she realized what she was dealing with. She, you know, that she she said, "Oh, okay, I need to actually like." You know, when yeah. you're in the game and you coast in yeah. mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, it's the fourth quarter, and you're uh only you're only you're down by two. Yeah, you're like oh shoot, okay, well yeah, let me go ahead and turn it up here. Yeah, let me go ahead because they're not playing with me tonight.
1: Man. Yeah,
2: yeah. I she she still handled business, and but it was really when she went against Ak- Akuna, Atuna, I forget his name in the film. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, I mean, when he hit that spear and she like vibrated like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like she had a...
3: There was a collective, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn.
2: Like, you know, like, and and even like the fact that like, I, I impaled these people and they just got up. Right. Like they just healed. Like it was, they should have killed them, you know? And so I just think there was a... It was a lot of humility moments for her, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that was a that was that also was a character moment because Okoye's has always been formidable. And think about it; she's gone through years of battle. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. th- to the Infinity War, right? And, and, yes. and she's gone through years of battle. So to for to see something where, like, for the first time, she was kind of stuck a little bit. Like, damn. Like, I Whoa. think, I think, <laughs> and then she lost Shuri. Like, I think these were. Like her countenance was even like shocked a little bit, you know.
3: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: And then you know we transition into this, that throne room scene mm-hmm. with Angela pretty much. And you know what's great about that scene? Oh, okay, I'm gonna let you because I have some, I have some thoughts.
3: <laughs> Listen, that that scene I think was the first scene where the word Oscar came into my mind. Yeah. Because in best actress because the emotion, the pain you felt that scene so much because you know a black mother that has felt like that.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: You have a auntie, you have a grandmother, your mom has felt like that before and she's dealt with that pain yeah. of losing so many people around them. And she just has to let out a battle cry, and she and at that moment, it could have been a koye, if if Shuri was there, if if um, you know, not Shuri, but if anybody else that wasn't her child, yeah. anybody else was there, they were going to get that, they were going to get that heat.
2: So yeah, it was gone. It was almost like, as I like to say, these things hurt people, hurt people. Mm. And she was hurt, and so like yeah, Okoye was the was the exhaust pipe in that particular scene. Like I'm taking it out on you, right or wrong. But she, she hurt. Right. You could tell. Like, think about what she said. Her anger really wasn't directed at Okoye. It was like directed at everybody in this throne room.
3: Everybody in the room. Everybody in the room. Because y'all all let me down.
2: Y'all all let me down because y'all stuck by Killmonger. Yep. You know what I mean? And 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 banished me. I had to go to the Jabari tribe to seek you know cover, um to seek uh, uh, um shelter because y'all wanted to mm-hmm. stick to so like she was kind of like that was kind of a read for everybody like y'all all feeling this and it's also kind of like again the unspoken the beauty in the unspoken why um she holds on to the, like she's actually had dear dearly indebted to the Jabari tribe why they have a foothold in the council because ah uh, yes you know what i mean because when it was time to call it when they she needed somebody they were the ones to to call to to answer her call, you know what I mean, right? And so, like, right. um, what I again, I loved again. They didn't act like the first movie didn't happen. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. They talked a
3: lot of tie ins. They did tie ins mm-hmm. like
2: reminding people. And it was it was actually funny because it was at that moment like I was like, oh shit, you're, she's right. She's <laughs> right. Okoye did stand against her. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit, she's right. The whole damn all y'all elders, you know. Didn't Turned your back didn't on her. Turned your back on her. You know yep. what I mean. And so, I it was it was actually a moment that I was like shit. This, and you know what it is? It's like it's almost like because black people like I remember I I not forget all this shit. I didn't forget that shit. I let it ride. Don't think, don't just because I let <laughs> don't think because I let this shit ride means I forgot how y'all how y'all acted. You know what I mean. And it was at the moment like her anger and her hurt came out in a form of a koye like and this, and especially you. You mm-hmm. this is your this is your second time fucking me up. Fucking me over. Mm. This is your second time. You know what I mean? And you done lost I don't I like I have given everything.
3: Leave your spear and get the fuck out.
2: Leave your spear and get <laughs> the fuck out. Like I don't I and you could tell like even when a co like she, she was like I don't even want she she wasn't even feeling they're like I I just I ain't feeling none of this shit. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I ain't feeling like you could tell her face wasn't even moved of like you know I wanna immediately go after sh-. She's like child I I ain't I I'm I'm gonna handle this. You go ahead and do what you gotta I'm I'm gonna handle this now. Right. You know? Right. Um so I thought that was a, a, a great a great moment. Um so you know moving forward man like so we, we let's focus in on Neymar. Okay. He was a powerhouse of a character. Very much very much about he would he's even go ahead i'm sorry
3: go, i was just gonna say one of the most powerful scenes for me that explained namor was towards the end when shuri and mbaku were talking to each other and they were strategizing on how they were going to uh, uh to attack him mm-hmm. and mbaku said for black for black panther you know, he was a king. They that's a king and a queen yeah. and and but for Namor's people, he's a god. He's a god. They call him the he's a serpent god. god. That's a different level. Not just your king. Yeah. He is their god. Yeah. So if we're day gonna day. go at this, yeah. let's think really hard and smart about how we're gonna attack these people yeah. because they will lay down and die for him in a second.
1: Yeah,
2: this is this is may not be what you want,
3: right? This not,
2: may not be. <laughs> let's what you want. slow
3: your roll, girl. Thank I know you got this newfound power you. now, let's, but you me. need to slow your roll and realize what you' are about to get into. And and Mbaku felt it physically. Yeah. in the earlier battle yeah when he took that blow to to the the chest chest, yeah where if he didn't have his um protective gear yeah he'd have caved his chest in and died right there on the spot from that one shot.
2: Listen, think about the the character arc for Mbaku. He went from let's just kill this fish man. You know what I mean? To like yeah I think we need to chill y'all. Let's just really think some (laughs) strategy. Uh you know I've had some things to think about man you know maybe we're acting a little bit too haste. You know, too too hasty, we're too hasty. You know, and uh, I think that was again someone who, because of his experience, changed his perspective. You know, on how to go about the situation. And that's a, that's an allegory in life. Your experience should be able to change your perspective on how you approach a situation. And his him getting punched in the chest gave him a lot of, you know, get get him some act right, it, yeah, some clarity. <laughs> shit maybe there it is. act
3: right i like that yeah. that's what it was He got you
2: know what i'm saying let me let me act right on this situation he's as strong <laughs> as a hulk or thor maybe we don't need to be going at him like this you know <laughs> but um neymar like i think what a, again beautiful moment again we talk about um how he got his name and you know noamor you know what i mean like you know no, child of no love no love you know what i mean yeah and i was like man that was a, that's a dope Again Ryan Kugler. You know what I mean yeah. Like that's a Dope way to tie it in Like how do we get there And then again I know um, The idea behind like Spanish language And You know how There are some Talking about like Man like It's uh, they don't, They're they attacking the language Like you know It's Spanish But In the idea It's Sp- Sp- um, just like English S- Spanish is a colonial language And there's a yeah. reason why you know, um, I again. This is the details that Ryan did. They were speaking not Spanish; they were speaking Mayan Y-Yucatan, Yucatan Yucatan um, language. <laughs> that's very beautiful. And you know, again, that's someone who's intentional. The intentionality of everything in that movie was specific. You know, and and I, I wonder. I, I, I oh, language is such an important language is such an important vehicle character in this movie. Rather language and culture, because in the first movie, people may may not know there was a lot of talk about how do the how do Wakandans Wakandans talk? How do they speak? And (laughs) Chadwick said, you know, there was a lot of decisions on why would they say a word like this? Because for Wakandans, their language is not infused with European or colonial dialect, so they will say things. You know, as if they've learned English as a second or third language. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not a primary language for them. It's you know, and so their understanding of certain dialects are different. So the same thing with there's a reason why it would have been disingenuous to have you know the uh, uh the Toltecs to speak Spanish because they right. went it went again. They're in an untouched society. The same way Wakanda was an untouched society, not infringed upon by white colonialism. The same way the the this society was not infringed upon by Spanish colonialism, you know what I mean. So they stuck to the their their mother tongue, to so even with the point of the, like one of the last scenes where that Atuma was talking to Okoye like, "Oh, you speak your mother's you speak your mother's tongue, you will die." You know what I mean? That's again, it's the recognizing of culture, you know. Right. Um. So I thought that was a really really important thing, and I, I actually want to focus in again, we're staying on Neymar a little bit. Um, you know, he has a scene where, or he has, he talks about, he talks about like what his representation matters, you know, and so let me, let me pull that
3: up.
4: It's not common in Mexico and Latin America that a brown skinned guy could be the main character and have a lead role in movies. And then I jumped to the United States and, and I did it here and it's, uh, it's powerful and deep and I hope the kids in their homes can feel identified and just uh, say to them, you know what guys, never, never in the life was nothing wrong on you it was in the eyes of the people who look It was looking at you but not in you not in your skin not in your roots not in your blood not in your history so please babies feel proud so you know
2: there 's beauty in that, you know, and he talks and then he talks again on this on colorism
4: American culture, especially Mayan culture, they nail it in Latin America, especially Mexico. We have a lack of representation If you turn off the the TV for example, or you go out and see the publicity on the street, all the people is white. Mexico looks in, in the in the TV like a Scandinavian country honestly it 's important for many people, especially kids in Latin America they feel represented to give
2: again intentionality of representation and not wanting to cast somebody who's white effacing right but a character who's dark skin lat latin culture
3: i'm so glad you played those clips i heard i've i heard those clips previously as well yeah um love the casting that ryan um led for this film. Um Namor was uh is, is a Mexican um born uh citizen. Yeah. The two generals that were with him, the actors that played them yeah. are Mexican-born yeah. as well. Mm. The intentionality and the representation on film for Um, you know, for not only we have Wakanda and we have, we remember how much pride we felt when Black Panther first came out. We remember how much, how much pride we felt seeing these African born, um, actors and actresses that we had never, you know, rarely seen on film before, um, the casting that was involved in that. So now let's add in the Latin culture as well, um, bringing all of these minorities together to lead a film, to lead a feature film um, on a major production um, such as Marvel uh, Studios. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and I love seeing
2: it. Yeah, and I love how they tackle again. It's the unspoken, the power of the unspoken. They tackle the idea of colorism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Again, the idea of colorism, attaching it to white supremacy, colorism within Latin American culture, and how that is a progenitor of hate within that culture. You know, and we don't often talk about it. We don't think of how we don't talk about how colorism affects not only just the, that culture but just the world. We have colorism even in. African American culture, diaspora. We talk about diaspora, the term of diaspora, we talk about how colorism even affects black Americans, you know, you know, um, you know, uh, darker, you know, the paper bag tests and things of that nature. Yeah. So there's a there's an intentionality of choosing characters to that represents the purity of their, you know, um heritage and focusing on Mayan culture, right? And even a hand gesture. Um, it, the one that you know we've seen—they they think of like the Dragon Ball Z, or, you know, or the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the Street Fighter Hadouken hand gesture, right, <laughs> right. But it's really—it's a—it's 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 a tip of the cap again to Mesoamerican codices of that of the Mayan culture. And you—if you looked at some of the paintings, and I—I I saw a number of the pa- paintings that came out that. Um, you saw the hand gesture in these paintings and it was like it's ah, that's where it came from. Again, these are just not things that it's let's just do something cute for the movie, you know, cool yeah. little hand gestures, like why 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 are they doing these culture? And it's it's a call into the, the Mesoamerican codices of that particular Mayan culture.
3: I thought it was also a nice touch that Namor painted murals. Yes. With across the walls yeah. of Talakon,
1: yeah,
3: because the, he's over five hundred years old, yeah, and this is in this is his way of documenting the history, yeah. of his people and of their culture to all the people that he leads, yeah, and um to a point where even at the end of the film, after the the battle with the Wakandans he's painting a new mural. It's a yeah. new story to tell.
1: Yeah.
2: Of him and, and, he's, and, and the black Panther.
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Of him and the black Panther. Um, I thought it was a very, very beautiful touch. Um, again, cause I know. And, um, I've learned about the rich history and the involvement of what those murals and what the hieroglyphics, yeah. um, and how they, what they represent to those cultures.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you know, like I I loved like he had the hardest line in the, the movie. But we'll get to that hard hardest line. But um I loved how they showcased that Mayan culture. You know, you saw even like the first basketball game, like where did we get basketball from? It was from that their um I forget what the game's called, you know, but like showcase just a brief glimpse of again showcasing, you know, the influences of Mayan culture with not only in American culture, but it's period, you know, and I thought showing the beauty of that. And again, that's what Sherry Shiri can relate to again the commonality of the beauty of our cultures, and sometimes we get yeah. we get into think of people say, "Oh, okay, my culture is better than yours." And there's a maturity in seeing that no, there's beauty in I, and that's how I look. There's beauty in that particular culture. I there's beauty in, in Latin culture. There's beauty in you know in, in um Asian culture. There's beauty in certain spaces that you know I don't, doesn't really represent me, but I can see.
3: And I, I can, I can respect, I and I can respect and I can acknowledge yeah. The beauty in their culture as well Yeah yeah.
2: You know um, But again it gets into protectionism You know what I mean Of wanting to protect the thing that you hold most dear And what are you willing to do to protect it You know and you're willing Are you willing to cause terror in order to protect mm-hmm. it And mm-hmm. that's really like again the overall the, the theme So the hardest line in the movie That he said uh, and I'm going to probably not even do it the justice Was like you know Bury your dead mourn Bury your uh, um, Bury your dead, mourn your mourn your dead, uh, and but you're the queen now. Or you're, I'm like shit. When he
3: says, when did he say that? When did he say that?
2: When he was he killed Ramanda, and he says, "You yeah, come back in a week. Bury your dead." Hold on. Uh, now I gotta I find a line. Oh, I gotta to find to a line that on the time. I, I gotta it. find okay. a line. No, remember he was like, you know, yes, here it is. Bury your dead, mourn your losses. Remember that? Sh- remember
3: that? Uh, right your- after he he had killed her in the in the throne room. Yeah, he
2: said, "Bury your dead, mourn your losses. You're a queen now."
3: I'll see you in one week.
2: I'll see you in a week. That's a bar. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Jesus Christ! That was more like, "You're a queen now." That's got to be like the that's a that's a powerhouse of a lie. Like, I just killed your people. Yeah. Bury your dead, mourn your losses. You're the queen now. Right. But right. again, so we talk let's talk about how that scene was transformative, again, tying it into the first movie, because Romana protecting, you know, Riri, Riri. as if she's a daughter of her <laughs> own, That you know, and connecting the African diaspora. And it goes right into, you know, where Sherry now has turned her grief of her brother into now vengeance, right? And yeah. I I'm actually gonna play that scene, how she got to that, you know, the spoiler alert, how you know, talking to Killamonger And I, I'm going to play a quote, see if you recognize this quote You know, I mean, recognize the scene, Robert Listen to everybody
3: Nobody, nobody Believes in you, what are you Prepared to do about it Don't let no one come into your house Take your meal, do what You need to do today I'm not nervous, I'm just telling you <laughs> That's not in the scene <laughs> Robert was
1: so What that was <laughs> it? Oh, Michael Irvin. That
2: Michael Irvin. Yes, what? That's Michael
1: Irvin. <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I was
3: like, wait a second. I was like, I was like I at I first don't... I thought it was a movie. I thought it was another movie that you was playing or something.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs>
2: essentially what what Michael what Killmonger was saying. Right? <laughs> said, like,
0: "What are you prepared to do?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what was that first take? Yes. Was Steve, who yeah, was that? Oh, yeah. Talking to Stephen A. Smith on first Some, take.
2: Talking to somebody. You know. Oh, but, that's
3: hilarious. Yeah,
2: but um, you know, you had Killmonger telling her that all right, listen, man, um, you know, your mother protected like she saw the value in diet sport. Like she's doing she pretty much you mm-hmm. try to connect like we were she was doing exactly what I was was what I wanted to do, be protective over black. Citizens like people like Riri, you did. You guys, you're for years, kind of ignored people like Riri, like your your black brothers and sisters. You know what I mean. So how are you? Are you going to continue that legacy and go after and the man that killed you, killed your mother? You know what I mean. Or you know what I mean. You're going to be noble like your brother. You know. And then mm-hmm. so here's the thing that's interesting. And of course they had to do this because, um, because they can't get Chadwick to come in the scene because clearly, right. But. You know, it was like your this, your spirit is what called out to me. And she's like, "That's not true." Yeah. Like, no, your spirit called. Yeah, your spirit definitely called because you she, again it goes back to what, like, what did you do this? Why did you take the herb? Because you didn't you didn't believe you didn't do this. Believe you did you did it to get strength to have vengeance. You didn't believe in this. Your you didn't have any faith. You know? Oh, you know what? I I tied into like I know I'm jumping around. But what I love about this movie and what I love about how they portrayed the afterlife is how they portrayed death as such a living thing and a presence in our lives that, you know, Killmonger is talking as if yeah I'm, I'm like the dead is around us Like our answers are around us And he's he's not talking like hey what's going on out there what's it? Why are you here again He's talking like yeah no I'm, I'm seeing everything that's happening Because I'm still here You know I remember mm-hmm. in the beginning, beginning of the movie Romana says You know your brother's still here You know you act right. like he doesn't yeah. he, he, I felt him on my shoulder he's still here You know and that's how we. You know, we You know and for those who've had People that of close to us who died, and we say nice no, i you know I still feel my my grandfather talking to me sometimes or my mother or my or fa- my, my brother or more whomever faith is such an active thing that we don't think that the afterlife is just like they're gone, like when you have a connection like we it's all around us, and so the way they talked, even umbaku talked like you you you're talking like your brother's not here, you know what I mean, and so I did love how, like, even it's a smart dialogue. How even Killmonger, even though he was giving her bad advice to be a vengeance, but he was talking as if, like, yeah, you know, I'm here. I see what's happening. I see every everybody sees what's happening. You know,
3: Killmonger was the honest representation of what of what she was feeling in her heart yeah. in that moment. Right, and um, not the astral plane. What's the um? the the realm that they go to yeah the
2: in the ancestral yeah
3: ancestral yeah ancestral plane so you know um in Black Panther 1 yeah when Chadwick goes to the ancestral when T'Challa goes to the ancestral plane you know it's an open field yeah it's a kind of a, a sunset a purple sunset and he sees his elders, all the elders there, because of the respect and love he has in his heart right. for all his elders and, and those that came before him. Shuri's mm-hmm. astral um ancestral plane looks nothing like that.
1: No. No.
3: It's a, a technological world mm-hmm. in in in, in mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. And you have the throne room, and she just knew. She wasn't honest with herself. So she yeah. just knew she was gonna see her mother
1: yeah. there. Yeah.
3: She just she just knew, oh, hey, all right, my mom, mommy's about to get me right.
1: Yeah.
3: It's all good. And here and here he go. What up, cuz? Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he
3: go kill killmonger. What up, cuz? Yeah. And he's like, nah, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Cause I'm a representation of what you really feeling what right you're now. Feeling right you now. feel pain. Yeah. You feel anger. Yeah. You feel vengeance. Mm -hmm. You want some get back. Yeah. Right now. And I'm a representation of that. Right. And I'm going to show you how to get that.
2: Right. You know, and I think that was a very poignant statement of like, you know, your purpose and the purpose in your faith, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, again, I, I appreciated that. I appreciated like, again, the unspoken, um, critiques, we get into right into it because we're kind of running a little long here. Critiques on the yep. fight; it wasn't that really great of a fight. Um, and you know, oh,
3: between Namor and Shuri,
2: yeah. And I'm at least well, I'm at least I'm glad though. I'm glad that he, you know, she did not being able to. She's never been. She's not a fighter, and all of a sudden now she knows that, how to throw hands.
3: Yeah. That, so here's the thing. So I actually like how that was written yep. because if they would. I would have been mad if they would have just gone straight onto a battlefield around the water yeah. and all of a sudden Shuri just kicks ass.
1: Yeah. I would
3: have been mad at that. Yeah. The way that they strategized it. all right, we got to get him away from the water. Yeah. The longer he's outside of his element, the weaker he becomes. Right. And that evens out the matchup. Because, no sure like yes we know every you know most wakandans have some form of training I'm, you know we saw she had some level of training
1: right.
3: um in in uh, black panther 1 right. but not to the level where she should be taking out Namor, like right. on an equal pl- on an equal battlefield you know right. um square up um right. man versus woman and um so the way that they strategized and got him outside yeah. Of his essence and away from the water and and drained his his power. So, yeah. you know, Namor's. I kind of looked at it like Namor's fighting her at fifty percent.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: I get that. And then and again, this is fantasy world, so I hate talking like fantasy world, but let's yeah. just be fancy. Also, let's be quite honest. He's he's been considered a serpent god for his people. He probably hasn't had to throw hands in 600 years Because nobody's really fighting him He's been hidden So like we're just assuming just because he's older And stronger than her That he knows how to fight But we don't know that he's I doubt if he's had to even raise his hands In that spectacle because Who's he had to fight? You yeah know? good point You know what I mean? So like you know there's there could be some of that in, Involved so I mean but we're we're Getting into like the spectacle of the fantasy yeah. here um, Oh. You, so go ahead. okay i'm sorry you you want to talk about what would you would you can no I, go ahead go ahead Go ahead. all right um so you know obviously they reconcile and they say and Neymar has a big plan like oh they're gonna come and it's setting up for the thunderbolts movie where mm-hmm. you know um the the, the america is going to be trying to invade wakanda <laughs> and all that and that's kind of like
3: go ahead that was I'm glad you reminded me of that. I wanted to make sure I made the point. Um Agent Ross yeah. had a very poignant line. Yeah. Um when he was speaking to uh wasn't it Valerie yeah. or uh, Val. and yeah. when they were in the uh when he was speaking to Val and they were in the kitchen.
1: Yeah.
3: And he was like, "Yeah, they saved me, but not only did they save me. I understand like they're go- they're just trying to protect their resource." from they us stop, stop and think about what they really could have already done with us yeah. done to us yeah. if they really wanted to imagine and, if america
2: had that yeah. and
3: he just and he just scoffed at the thought of oh my god what if americans actually had this level of power what they would do right
2: and you that's know,
3: real talk, right there.
2: Yeah, and then she was like, "Yeah, I dream about that. I I dream about it. I every dream day, about it every
3: mm-hmm. day. That's you her know? response. Yeah. I dream about it
2: every day. And so it's setting up for the Thunderbolts movie that's um, going to be uh, happening. Um, let's talk about the idea. of You know, the post credit scene with him.
3: Real quick, before we hit the post credit scene, I want to get your take on something. Yeah. Um, at the end when Namor's back um, after he had lost um, conceded to Shuri and his general um, approaches him Mm -hmm. and she's like, yo, what's good? Why, why did you, why did you concede? And he said, I lost to the most powerful being in the world, the black Panther. Um, What I still couldn't fully grasp what his plan was because does he think that later on he that there's still hopes of aligning with Wakanda?
2: He's gonna say because I I I lost to the most powerful human on the most powerful nation in the, in the planet, and the world is going to come after
3: them. And then they mm-hmm. think
2: he, the only ally they're gonna have is us. They're gonna turn to us. You know,
3: in, in essence, it's my original plan will still come to fruition. We'll still come to
2: fruition, I'm gonna, and we'll have the alignment of the most powerful nation in the world. You know, gotcha. at our side because gotcha. we'll get to do what I really want to do, which is take over the service world or rainfire. So it's fire. like a, yeah.
3: I lost the battle, but in in we'll still, I still won the war. I still won the war because they're gonna,
2: they're going to. We have an ally. We never had an ally yeah. before in the service world. Now we have an ally. All right. Yeah. Um. Post credit scene. Post-credit scene.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because there's another thing I want to get into that's gonna lead into that. But a post-credit scene. Um, what do you think about you know
3: it, it was beautiful. Okay beautifully done. Um I I they set it up nicely when we first see Nakia in Haiti, and we realize that she's been away for seven years. Yeah. Um so, uh, for those that don't realize that's including the, uh, the
1: Thanos, snap. uh, snap. Yeah.
3: So the Thanos snap covers five of those years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, Nakia was already pregnant with, uh, T'Challa's son prior to the snap. And yeah. she wasn't a casualty of yeah. the snap, yeah. thus the ability to raise their son in Haiti. Yeah. Um, um, I thought it was very interesting that she said that T'Challa purposely wanted us to stay away because he did not want that level. What did she say? She didn't. They,
2: the pressure of the
3: throne. He didn't. The pressure of the throne at this time. Yeah. Um. Upon his child. Yeah. Uh, because you know he's the legal. He's the the heir. Yeah. To the throne. Yeah. And she didn't want that pressure for him, um, and so um, I'm glad that they tied in that uh, you know when the queen did first visit her in Haiti, she did tell her about the child already. Yeah, she was a, um, before she, was she passed. Yeah.
2: So also, there's a beauty in representation. I love how Ryan Cougar showcased Haiti as not a place of turmoil, but a place of safety and love. Because yeah. why would it? Why would and the, the person who's in charge of the most powerful nation that literally this child can live in and be secure and not have to worry mm-hmm. about his safety, be like, no, Haiti is a, is a safe space. It's so, again deconstructing the idea. It's the same way he tried to deconstruct the idea of Africa. It's deconstructing the idea of what Haiti is because when we when we think of Haiti, we just think of poverty and turmoil, yeah. but we don't think of peace, crime, and, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't think of peace and beauty you know and and the deconstructing like what you know the unspoken again the power of the unspoken um having the a a, re, a prince live in a place that you would never think a prince would live in you know yeah until he's ready to take take over and so and for him to actually grow and flourish and have a human right. experience um the same way his cousin Killmonger lived in another space, but he was yep. raised in hate and anger. My child's gonna be raised in love, you know, and it's and then he's gonna come back, and and then he'll have a globalistic view of the world because he was not raised in the cage of Wakanda, but in the world that's outside of that, and he's and he's still a citizen by blood and by and by blood and by title, you know. But so I think that was a again the unspoken language that was so beautiful, and then Shuri finding purpose again in family cuz at this point she's thought yeah. i've lost all my family
3: she thought she's lost it all and she in and in that moment she's ready to finally come to terms with her grief yeah. and and um burn her garments um from for after uh burying her mother after yeah. uh you know um that that part and then but in this moment of grief for her she finds life. Yeah. And she finds love. And like you said, a renewed spirit in a a way in what better way to renew our faith than with love and life.
2: And the new in the next generation. And now she has yeah. again, she has a representation of her brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. She has a representation of her bloodline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she thought she was the last of her bloodline. And now she's like, Wow, I have something to to live for and to guide with, you know, and I think that was a mm-hmm. beautiful Tribute and it's also a way For Marvel to show we're gonna this is how we're gonna move forward It's a slick way of saying we're still gonna Tell more stories of T'Challa You know just give us some time because Marvel is, They're looking at 30 years in a, in a Like we have years to tell more Stories of T'Challa you know what I mean right. like We're not good we understand and We and I think let's go in this leads Into you know the Real
3: groups. quick real quick did yeah. you catch um, T'Challa's son his Haitian name Toussaint. was Toussaint.
1: Toussaint. Toussaint, yeah.
3: Who is a Haitian former Haitian general that took
2: over that overthrow yeah. Haiti from the French colonists? Yes, it's a very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, everything's intentional. <laughs>
1: everything's <laughs> loved
3: intentional. It. Yeah, loved it.
2: Um. So this goes into this next thing of like, and we'll kind of, and I want to end it on the negative criticism that certain people have regarding oh there was not enough black men representation and we're mm-hmm. i think it's like it was a smart way for marvel to address it. and if you're not familiar with it i'm going to go ahead and play this uh clip
5: so i just left seeing wakanda forever and i am i'm pissed i am pissed because if pushing an agenda was a movie this would be in the forefront of that this was woman king on steroids if you think that I'm gonna believe a hundred pound black woman soaking wet is just a almighty warrior and can just body dudes like it's no tomorrow come on like instead of Wakanda it should have been called where are the men because they was not there they were not present and the ones that was there was weak but all the women that was in the movie was just brawling, built strong hercules what is this saying to us perpetuating the idea of the strong black woman and a subservient black effeminate man i just think it's disgusting i'm completely upset by the movie and um man if this Kyrie irvin didn't teach me anything it's when you put your life career in the hands of other people that don't look like you, then they can make you do whatever they want you to do. And this movie does not represent what African culture is. It doesn't represent what our culture needs to be. So now nah, I'm good on Wakanda. We're all dumb in. So I just. Thank that,
2: you. That was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> Okay. That was a lot, right? Um <laughs> But it is it is the conversation, right, that you saw surrounding this movie heading into the movie, oh, uh, there's not enough men. And Ryan Coogler said he and, and you you played the um you listened to that podcast yep. with him and Ty Nishi Coates and he even he's even heard it. Like there's no representation where's all the men in this in the movie? And I think he understood like you know, It's the next phase of the story. Like if you watch, and he was surrounded by women. He was surrounded by women in this movie, and now the male, the central male figure in that has gone. And so, what do you think they're going to be like? We're just going to put another man in there to serve, you know, to serve a capitulate a small minority of a group to make them feel seen in the movie. And it's like we can't do that. We have to serve the pro. We have to progress the story. You know, we have to move the story forward. We can't go back. And quite frankly If you've ever If you watched the movie You understand the purpose Like you understand Why they had to do that Um, And I understand The pain behind people I don't understand it But I'm empathizing With the pain that people have With wanting to see themselves In a movie And feeling like Black rep, black male representation Is important But so is female You know not female Woman representation You know um, A woman's representation And strong woman representation And showing that They can step in the fold or they have And they will step in the fold You know and they don't need to be There doesn't need to be a male presence in order to show strength You know a woman's Strength is present you know Clear and identifiable And I just think that you know we talk about Agendas there's no the only agenda Is properly showcasing What women actually are You know and I think that's Really what I think I just Wanted to talk but what are your thoughts Rob?
3: We have seen countless countless movies. We've seen multiple movies and let's just talk about in black culture. Yeah. Um we've seen many movies with male strong black male leads. Yeah. And um black men carrying the uh weight and leading the way. Um can they, can the women get a dug can they get a dub? Yeah. Can the women get a dub?
1: Yeah.
3: I'm perfectly fine with it. Let's have the. How many other examples, right? Are there where you have a one black woman led cast, in what I said earlier in a Oscar worthy film and a blockbuster, not a, not a, a, not a de- depiction, right. not a depiction right. of a girl's trip. Not a depiction of them, yeah. you know, some comedy or or where they're, uh, you know, um, set it off right. or anything like that. Still a great film. But in this depiction in a drama action film mm-hmm. where you had strong female, black female leads carry a very strong, interesting plot, an intricate plot. I disagree with that woman. That I'd never felt like any of the men were weak or subserving. Yeah. Um, who was Shuri's main counsel, and eventually would be thrown to be the next king of Wakanda, Mbaku. Mbaku. Yeah. So like it would it it just turns out that the casting, like you said. Ryan Coogler decided and you and I have spoken and we didn't get into it on the pod here, but we've spoken between ourselves about why Ryan Coogler decided not to recast um, Chadwick and not to recast T'Challa in this role. So the reality is Black Panther was a majority female casted film to begin with. To begin with.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's the fact. He's, He's working with what in he's in he's not going to de- deteriorate or delineate too far away from his source material just to appease you yeah because you feel like there's not enough black men in the film
2: right it would have been ridiculous it would have been more ridiculous especially seeing how the movie was formulated it would have been more ridiculous and it would i think it would have been more insulting honestly exactly it would have been more insulting exactly. like oh they just put a black man in here just kind of a Make make me feel quote unquote feel good about it. it's like no, I'm I, I see myself in these stories whether it's a woman or a man I see I represent exactly. I represent I recognize the humanity in the characters and I think it's just people need to grow up a little bit and I understand it's because people come this is where empathy comes from because we come from such a broken cycle of representation and understanding and seeing ourselves that we we seek things in false places to find identity. Don't look for a Marvel movie to find identity. Look internally mm-hmm. into your own self or your own culture. It's just enjoy the movie. And can we celebrate the fact that it's a black female, black woman led movie that's a comic book blockbuster? Can we acknowledge that?
3: Can we just appreciate that? Can
2: we appreciate that? Like, that's like, and kudos to Marvel for leaning in on that and not being like, yeah. we can't we can't showcase black women at a prominent block, block blockbuster comic book vehicle. Yeah. That's kind of where I would, I'd rather keep the positivity and the energy on.
3: Um, and I've and I'll just say I last thing I'll just say about that. There's 330 million dollars nationwide. Or
2: worldwide. Yeah. That yeah. worked. That worked. Yeah, 180 million domestic, 330 million, you know, worldwide. So, all right, I think we kind of went through everything, man. Give me your your final thoughts. On this movie,
3: uh, final thoughts. I'll tie it back into my opening thoughts. Mm-hmm. Give him the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I in Ryan Coogler. Um, I think he is. He had I. He may be my favorite director right now. He don't miss. He doesn't miss. Mm-hmm. He doesn't miss. He's so meticulous, and but at the same time he presents it to you in a form that you can relate to mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So it, it, it hits on various levels in yeah. all his films yeah. as well in how he presents it to you. Um, I think I, I, I saw that uh, just to speak to his character, Ryan Coogler did not know how to swim and, prior to this. And, yeah. Yeah. He, decided hey if i'm asking all of these actors and stagehands and all these people behind the scenes to learn how to swim well you know what i'm going to learn how to sw- to swim for this film i'm going to learn how to swim my damn self
2: yeah yeah i saw that that's a leader that's a leader yeah
1: yeah
3: that's that's yeah. a characteristic of a leader yeah um he put together in extenuating circumstances where so many people were were doubting and questioning how he would put this film together without his lead actor, without his inspiration, without his brother, yeah, without his like real life brother, yeah. the, the man had true love for Chadwick Boseman, yeah, and to do this and to honor him in such a form and then still. Present a compelling story in the process. Yeah, kudos, kudos, yeah, Kudos.
1: shout out.
2: I love it. That's that's a dope. That's dope. Um, so I'm gonna end it on a, you know, traditionally how I like to do. Dear Black, dear Black culture. So dear Black culture. I know I said I retired. I still I still am retired. Uh, you know, listen. I um I just felt like it was important. To make a remark on this film because it was it was such an incredible experience to kind of go through it, and I think would I wouldn't have done it justice to even not talk about what the representation, the things that we talked about, um, you know, the colorism, colonialism, uh, white supremacy, uh, re- representation, all that stuff. Uh, I thought deserved a pod, and it would have been disingenuous. I think that's the term I'm looking for if I hadn't done it. So. You know, yes I have enjoyed my time with my family I have enjoyed my time I have reclaimed a lot of my time I don't know if I you could hear my voice I am energized I feel great um, And I'm going to continue to feel great And, you know, I might continue The journey with the pod um, I don't know Maybe I just have to be inspired Like I was inspired to do this pod again But I don't feel the pressure to do it Just like I felt, you know, to kind of do a post-election you know, reflection pod. I just felt like it would only be pur- purposeful, or proper for me to do something. So, with that being said, you always know that if it's something purposeful and intent, and the intention is correct, I'm always going to come back to you. And with that being said, I think it's only proper that I write out to this song.
1: I pray that the universe gives you way more than you deserve. When the tears fall like shooting stars, remember who you are. Just look up to the sky, you'll see. Well, I
0: pray that the universe... Remember who you are, just look up to the sky, you'll see. I'm coming back for you I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back for you are you. Oh, you never alone. Cause I'ma see you someday see you someday and i go take you someplace i know
1: that i'ma take you someplace